Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Trains. Yep. They're kind of important, yeah? Yeah. Kind well, they, cool. they were more important than they are now, but trains are still important. Mm-hmm. They still take things places, mm-hmm. and places need things. It's true. So still pretty important. Okay. Trains. Yeah. You need them. Yeah. Again, transporting people, transporting goods. When the Industrial Revolution raged, that's how I like to phrase that, and the United States sought expansion westward, as they have been known to do, yep. those United States, mm-hmm. um, to increase its territory and, of course, exploit the lands and the natural resources within these territories. Uh, trains were literally the ticket for both. We all know companies bought up land to lay the tracks, and as demand grew, they looked for ways to bypass natural obstacles that would get in their way. Oh, rivers, yeah. lakes, mountains, hills. Mm-hmm. Now, such was the case in post-Civil War America during the 1870s in the former Confederate state of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Precisely its capital, Richmond, Virginia. Train town. Train town. Before and after Virginia's secession, that's because that's what it did, Richmond's need... Um, for coal was increasing. After the Civil War, the railroads, again, they're moving. We're expanding. Yeah. Fought, fought, America fought itself. Manifest destiny. And it's like, oh, we still got to go west. We're, still, we're going west. Mm-hmm. All right. So, particularly in Virginia and Richmond, one certain obstacle um, that was in the uh, railroad's way was a hill. And then the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway, or the CNO, again, they needed to get coal eastward. So, like, we're going this way. we got to ship things because we're getting the stuff. Got to take the stuff back. Sure. You know? I mean, it's against the whole... moving it around. Yeah, logistics. And they'd recently developed a, a peninsula subdivision out by, like, the, you know, the harbors and stuff mm-hmm. to ship things out. So they had three choices to deal with this hill. Try to figure out what these choices are. You can go over the hill. Uh-huh. You can go around the hill. We can go under or through the hill. What choice do you think they made? We're going to go through it. We're going through the hill. Fuck that hill. Fuck the hill. <laughs> that's what they called. That's what they called the project. Okay. This is Project Fuck the Hill. Okay. We're gonna. All right, that's enough talking about fucking that hill. They chose to go again through under the hill. Now, having experienced tunneling through mountains 
A CNO assumed doing so, you know, plowing through this hill would be a breeze. But it's no mountain. We both know a hill is not a mountain. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it is not made of the same material. Probably not. Perhaps construction needs to be a little bit different. Probably. Ah, but what if we're just like, fuck that hill? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because a mountain's kind of made of rock and stuff. Yep, mostly. Hills, not so much of the rock. This particular hill, you know, maybe some clay, some mud. Mm-hmm. Some soil. I don't know. What do you know about that? Is that pretty durable? Is that pretty durable stuff? Clay and mud? I mean, it can endure the tests of time durable. Um, oh, it'll be there. Yeah. It, can you just make a tunnel out of it? Probably not. Yeah, well, uh, even though it's the... Um, maybe if you kill the clay. Yeah, if you cook, <laughs> you cook it in the mountain. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta cook this hill. Yeah, I mean, that that would do it, yeah. So, yeah, the blue marl clay shrink swell soil. Again. What? That's what it's called. So I just put it in there. Sure. Because, you know, the clay expands and contracts depending on how wet or dry it gets. That makes sense. Feels like nature. Mm-hmm. So when you're building a structure and it expands and contracts, not so good for structures. Right. You may already see where this is going. Um, it's going to go fine. Sounds like it's going to go fine. Yeah, it'll be great. No issues. Right. And that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. So I just told you about a hill, made a tunnel, mm-hmm. and everything went fine. They call it the best hill in the perfect tunnel. Okay. We might not live in that dimension. In 1873, the Churchill Tunnel, that was the hill, it was church up there, Churchill Tunnel was completed, but surprise, surprise, its construction was fraught with complications. Mm-hmm. Kept falling apart. Yeah, because uh, it's a hill. <laughs> people, some some people may have died. It's like you know, a couple things, little things, you know, nothing, just you know, just just some like like it's not some kind of overwhelming disaster. I'm not going to talk about anything resembling an overwhelming disaster of any kind. Okay. So just during as they build, <laughs> as they build it, some people, because sometimes when I was looking up like specific of when people may have passed away, like individual people just from like construction. The point is the construction was a problem and it cost people some lives as they were building it. Um, initially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, capitalist desires and hubris. Because, again, even, like, the 1870s, there was geologists, you know, rock doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, so Dr. Rock was like, maybe that's, this isn't a good... It's not going to work. This, yeah, they're like, ah! What do you know? Fuck that hill. Nerd. Yeah, loser. Yeah. Dork. To go study rock some more, dumbass. I, I'm trying, and I'm telling you. I, I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, well, this uh, thing got no rocks in it, so... Yeah. So what do you know? <laughs> I know about soil. Oh, yeah. Oh, now he's a soil guy. Yeah, oh. Hey, well, you, but you know about clay, too. I do. Ah. Yeah. Get out of here. rocks. Yeah. So, again, corporation ignored scientists' warnings. It's a good thing that doesn't happen anymore. Thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Churchill is it's a neighborhood in Richmond that is home to St. John's Episcopal Church where Patrick Henry made his infamous give me liberty or give me death speech. How's he doing? Uh, he's 
he got death. <laughs> death got him. Yeah. He got death. Well, he got some liberty, too. Yeah, he did get some liberty, yeah, from life. Wow. Whoa, whoa. What the hell, man? <laughs> uh, and that speech was to pressure Virginia to commit more troops to the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Henry would go on to become Virginia's first state governor. And during the um, that other revolution that happened when those states seceded, it was home to the largest military hospital during the Civil War. Speaking of the Civil War. Yeah, we're after that right now. We are, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. During the 1860s, or at least the time period, uh-huh. um, a man named William Wortham Poole, or W.W. Poole, he moved, uh, moved? <laughs> he moved, he moved to Virginia from Mississippi, started a family. That man and his Virginian-born wife, Nancy Rose Wortham, had four children. W.W. Poole worked as a tobacco factory clerk, a bookkeeper, and private secretary, and then as a bookkeeper again. Okay. He's doing stuff, supporting his family, moving mm-hmm. around. He knows a lot about keeping those books. And then yeah, eventually... I just, I, just, I just take them and I just put them here. Yeah, this book. And I keep them there. How are those books doing? I kept them. Yeah, they're there. Kept them well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1913, that is the year his wife passed away. So she lived a long life. Yeah. Um, that year was inscribed in the tomb where both her and W.W. Poole were buried in a cemetery in Richmond, Virginia. Hollywood Cemetery. Okay. Now, it's called Hollywood Cemetery because it's dotted by the beautiful holly trees that give it its name. That's why it's called that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now, it was designed to be a rural cemetery, like a garden. Um, that was because that was the style. That was what was in. That was what was happening in France. So they in wanted, France? Mm-hmm, so they wanted to emulate that here in the States. Okay. Um, and the cemetery was, of course, founded um, in the late 1840s. They felt cities needed more grain, so they made sure to put this into the community. Lovely. It's beautiful. A lot of good stuff. A lot of dead people. A lot of dead people, yeah. But a lot of beautiful trees that are alive. They don't make a lot of noise. The people in the ground. People in the ground are quiet and very much dead. Mm -hmm. Now, about this cemetery, too. um, So then now let's jump back to after the Civil War. You know where a lot of people died? The Civil War? Yeah. In 1869, um, and a lot of soldiers died. And we are in Virginia. A lot of Confederate soldiers died. So they decided to build a massive pyramid. And it was dedicated um, to honor the Confederate soldiers who had passed away. Okay. It's a brick-by-brick cemetery. Um, How many deceased Confederate soldiers were buried in the cemetery? Probably... About 18,000. A handful. That's a couple. Yeah. I mean, with how many people died in those battles, that's not that many, I guess. No. But it is, I mean, thinking about 18,000. But it is a lot. Yeah, yes. It's it's a substantial amount of human, um, you know, human capital. Um, So, yeah, those are, of course, just enlisted Confederate soldiers. And also, it's got 28 generals of the Confederacy that are buried there. 
Okay. And we got a couple United States presidents. We got James Monroe and John Tyler. And another president is buried there, but he was not a president of the United States of America. He was the president of perhaps the Confederates. Yeah, Jefferson Davis is also buried there. Yeah. So it's there's a lot, a lot of dead Confederates there. Mm-hmm. Now they're building this pyramid, which I read a thing where it's, it wasn't even like, like put together. Um, again, I'm no pyramid doctor, but like the rocks just kind of like stacked there. They weren't like, you know, what do you call that? Mortared or shit? Yeah. When you're making like they're just kind of all piled together. So they built this thing, and it's 90 feet tall. It's a pretty good-sized pyramid. Yeah. And it's just sitting there. Correct. It's not secure at all. Yeah, I mean, this has nothing to do with any disaster. It's still there to this day, um, so that's it's fine. But there was, like, a debate when they were building this thing. Should we fix it so it just, like, stays this way? Ah, it looks heavy. What do you know about pyramids? It's the same they don't. They didn't use glue on the big ones in the Egypt. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, they they call it glue. They <laughs> <laughs> like glued. They need. They need <laughs> well, they needed to put. They didn't. They built this pyramid. They're like, how are we going to put the capstone up top? Yeah. How are we going to put that? You know, how are we going to top it off? Well, thank goodness there was a helicopter. A prisoner. Oh, okay. He was a prisoner because he stole horses. So he's a horse thief. Thomas Stanley. He concocted, it's like some things I read, like he figured out a solution and implemented it. That's not a direct quote, but they made it seem like he found a way to, he figured out how to put it up there. Well, how did, I'm like, I'm like, so how did he put it up there? Yeah. He just fucking ramped the pyramid 90 feet yeah. with nothing and then just put it up there. It's oh, like, dude. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, an, it was like, an, it was like an infamous feat. Like it was just, you know, some people even, folklore even says that because he did such a good job or he was like, that they granted him his freedom. Like, oh, you t- thank God. You know, God bless you. All right. Wait, wasn't this post-Civil War? Yeah. Shouldn't he have already been free then? What? <laughs> no, it's, he's a criminal. Oh, that, yeah. The, the, that, that, that type of... Sorry, not, I mixed up the Right, not an enslaved thing. man. Yeah, yeah. He's just a, just a prisoner, just a thief, gotcha. stealing horses. Yeah, he's a horse thief. I forgot. Yeah, he, he stole them horses. And then they, you know, they're like, oh... You can be free. Good job. Yeah. But there's like documentation where it don't says. Don't steal any more horses. See yeah, you, bud. He's like, <laughs> as he leaves, he's like, I don't have a horse. He steals some guy's horse. No. There you go. That was fast, huh? Got him. Yep. What an idiot. Stupid. Um, but there's like documentation where like he was like transferred maybe to a different prison or like someone just let him go. Hey, you're free from this prison. Oh, go to that one. shit. Come on. It's better over there. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's just a. Uh, so there's just this weird, eerie, occult-looking pyramid thing that Good. stands out. A lot of the architecture in the the cemetery, I guess, is more Roman-esque. You know, more Americana-based, mm-hmm. okay. Victorian-era designs. And you know how things go. Cemetery is gonna cemetery. Give me liberty or give me death. This is just for our benefit, because as a slight aside on Patrick Henry's oration, I did not know that, like, the speech, like, isn't even his speech. You're just reading somebody else's speech? Well, no, it's like, like, basically it's one of those things where, like, he gave it, people were moved by it, but, like, was never written down. Oh. So, like, after his, like, 18 years after... They were, like, trying to, like, remember it. He said something like this. Yeah. 
like, okay, so like he may never have even said, give me liberty or give me death. But it sums up the essence of like. He's probably drunk and had big teeth and was wearing a wig or something. Probably. Just wasted ranting about liberty or death. Yeah. Who hasn't been guilty of been wasted ranting about liberty and death? I know I've been there. Who knows? That's what I mean. Give me liberty. So he, uh, William Wirt put it together like 18 years after his death. So again, it's a, again, kind of neat way to sum up, you know, American history too. It's like, oh, it's, you know, what was it? I don't know. Is that close enough? Fine. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. But anyways, did he ever actually say it? We'll never know. But anyways, let's get back on track. I did not write that. I realize I'm talking about trains. That's fine. Yes. But what we do know is that the CNO built a tunnel. Good tunnel. It was a great tunnel ever. The best tunnel ever. The perfect tunnel. Mm -hmm. With, perhaps, to be real for a moment, questionable results. Underneath Church Hill. It was one of the longest tunnels in the country at the time, if not the longest. Good, that's good. Yeah. Now, we described mud and clay. Yeah. Rain happens. I was going to say, has it rained while they were working on this? (laughs) As they had been working on it, yeah, it had. And, of course, you know, groundwater also Mm -hmm. swells up. So, again, it would flood and collapse, sporadically killing perhaps up to ten people during the course of its construction. It's a feature. (laughs) Yeah, this this is what we, it's like, yeah. How many people are alive? Yeah. Okay, didn't kill them. We lost ten. Yeah. And again, that might... There's a again, couple I'm, million, hundred million still out there. It's a whole country full of people that haven't been killed with this tunnel. Yeah. Who's the real threat? Mm-hmm. Not the tunnel. But again, I say perhaps up to ten people because, again, I'm not going to talk about any potential disasters that are coming. So I'm not going to say those death totals are included in this total ten. But, like, things have happened even before. Something I may or may not be getting to. Okay. Okay. Um... Because then, you know, it was built kind of a, you know, shoddy tunnel, not so great, you know, again, real talk. Um, but they would still use it to transport supplies. Because, like, they're taking maybe people through and stuff, like, ah. But if we really have to, like, you know, whip these things through, we can still we can still use it. But, like, it's a little sketchy. So it was transporting supplies until newer, safer, better track routes were developed along with a viaduct to make use of a new water level. You know, we got a whole bunch of things going on here. Um, so by, 19, by 1901, the Churchill Tunnel, this beautiful tunnel that may or may not have killed some people, stopped being a primary source of transporting much of anything. And then they basically let it just decay and fall apart. I mean, what are you going to do? It's, it's a hill. They, they built a tunnel. Well, that sucks. Let's build some other stuff that are better. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of left it to rot. It's the end of the tunnel. Okay. Or is it? Until 1925, oh. when further railroad expansion was needed, and plans were set in motion to renovate the tunnel to modern standards. We are back to the tunnel. That's good. Isn't that great? Yep. It's fine. Engineer Thomas Joseph Mason always kissed his wife before leaving for work. That's not ominous. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> As a good husband was known to do. Mm-hmm. But on October 2nd, 1925, his wife made note 
of him kissing her once, then coming back and kissing her a second time. Again, not to sound like a broken record, but nothing. Not ominous. Not ominous, no. Something compelled him to circle back for that second affectionate touch. Um, his family recanted during a VPM interview for the series Hidden Histories. My next sentence that I wrote was like, do you have any ominous feelings about this yet? <laughs> I think we've established we do. All right, so during the renovations, so again, trains are different. Yeah. It's been a couple years since this tunnel was first like 50 built. 50 years? Yeah, kind of cobbled together. Not well, not a good cobbling. Nothing was really... The same rock doctors there, like... It's like, God. This isn't good. Just leave it alone. Shut up, nerd. Get out of here. So they're going in to make it better. Yep. So during the renovations, it went 150 to 190 foot section of the tunnel collapsed. As planned, right? Intended, yeah. It was an intended collapse. Good. They also intended for a locomotive, 10 flat cars, and 200 workmen to be inside. (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. Now, again, their job had been to clear dirt from the tunnel to place it on the flat (laughs) cars. Our workday just got worse. This sucks. Again, um, trains are different. So they had gotten, they had to widen the tunnel. Trains are bigger. Things are big. Like they were trying to widen this. So they were making this shitty tunnel bigger to try and use it for modern trains. Great. Um, But it didn't all fall like at once. At like first, like one single brick fell. So like you look around, you just, you look, oh, that's not good. Clunk, clunk. Uh Then a couple more. He's like, ah. So sensing what was happening, all the men, like, they ran towards the exits. Uh-huh. Quote, watch out, Tom, she's a-coming. That's a quote from Benjamin Mosby, a 28-year-old fireman who tried to warn Tom. And again, train, train fireman. Rolling the coals, doing the stuff. Oh, that's a different kind of fireman. Different kind of fireman, <laughs> Exactly. It always gets me, but that's why I just... If it gets anybody else, that's why I decided to to mention that. Quote, In the mayhem, according to certain accounts, some workers pulled out their knives, slashing desperately at anyone in their way. End quote. How does that help? That was from DavidCastleton.net. I gotta get out of here faster, Stamps. Get out of here! Get out of my way. And that was like the only account. They're just stopping to stab each other instead of running? Ah, get out of here. Oh, there's bodies in my way. Why'd you stab me? Yeah, what? <laughs> right. I mean, it's just like, get out of me. It's just like a frenzy. I imagine, you know, this is, again, crass. I mean, I understand, like, shoving people out of your way if they're moving too slow. No, so you, like, stab them. It's like, you're slow, moving too slow and you ah! shank them. Like... Yeah, it's just a real violent, you know, Black yeah. Friday. Okay. Trample the doors down, stab your, like if you were waiting for goods and you're stabbing people in line. I mean, that's probably happened. But that was the only account where that I had seen that, so I decided to quote directly from that article. Because I was like, well, that's, that's making things, like you said, that's making things worse. Uh-huh. That's not great. No. Most of the men use the flat car as a shelter. You know, get duck under. Oh, shit. Because you got a lot of ground to cover. Um, from the collapse, and then they crawled underneath them. So, like, once everything fell, they crawled underneath the, uh, 
the cars to the eastern end of the tunnel. The western end had been sealed off from the destruction. So the flat cars... <laughs> so they went to expand the tunnel. They kind of made a smaller tunnel that only they could crawl through mm-hmm. to get out. Now, an engineer, Tom Mason, he was one of the unlucky ones. And due to his location in the engine, he was trapped by a control level lever and was buried alive with up to six unnamed black laborers, two of which were eventually identified during the search as Richard Lewis and H. Smith. So this is bad stuff. Uh Um, But their bodies were never recovered and presumably remain there to this day. I think, yeah, Tom's body was the only one that was, like, pulled out. Because it's just, it's a mess down there. Mm-hmm. Before the discovery of Tom's body, because it took, I don't know if I mentioned it later, it took, like, maybe nine days trying to dig stuff out to Jeez. uncover everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so before the discovery of Tom's body, his 11-year-old son would wait outside the tunnel every day for his father to emerge. That's not good. No. Um, the rescue attempt only caused further cave-ins. So finding any more people or removing the train or its cars was deemed too expensive and too dangerous. Uh, much of the tunnel would eventually become flooded. I mentioned this earlier, but it truly is a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a grim scene. It's pretty bad. Now, as the surviving workers made their escape from what some people have called the Tunnel of Death. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a catchy name, they thought. Um, a thing crawled out of the deteriorating pit. A thing. A thing. Its skin horribly scarred and torn and its teeth pointed with jagged ridges. Its face and humanoid body was smeared, covered, drenched with blood. Tom? No one can see your face. No. <laughs> Tom. No, uh, Tom was trapped. He's... He's gone. He's... Yeah, Tom is... He's... He's in there buried, unfortunately. I just like to think that this 11-year-old is waiting for his dad and sees this thing come out, and he's like, uh... uh dad? dad? Some articles claimed you could see its inner musculature through its torn flaps of flesh. Flaps of flesh. It's not, not great. You never want somebody to point at you and go, look at that flap of flesh. That's not a good, no. not a good thing. No, no, no. Definitely a top ten worst things people could say. Thing people, things people could say about you is look at your flaps of flesh. <laughs> yes. No. So yeah, you could see its insides. It's got those flesh, fleshies flapping around. But most frighteningly of all, the creature seemed in control of its actions. Like it was kind of. You know, wasn't like f- totally freaking out. Don't look at my flaps. No, it was like, like it's aware of its, it's aware of itself. 
Yeah. These are my flaps. I'm comfortable with my body. <laughs> exactly. This story is about body positivity. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Once free from this disaster, it bolted in the direction of Hollywood Cemetery, where it was seen skulking into the mausoleum of W.W. Cool. Hmm. Witnesses following it were shocked to see it crawl into a coffin and close itself within. Yeah. Be, I'd be shocked, too. Yeah, like, what? Like, okay. Others say during the pursuit, it screamed profanities at its chasers and may have mentioned things about its wife as it first fled the tunnel. Huh. So, this is a thing that's going on. Yeah. Don't know how you feel about that. My wife. <laughs> <It's> just boring. So, <laughs> my wife. How is my wife? Now, I've got a question for you. Sure. Did the tunnel collapse via short-sighted capitalist greed? Or was it initiated by a beast thirsty for human flesh? Aren't they the same thing? <laughs> I mean, I'm holding this phone, otherwise I'd applaud. <laughs> These pictures are identical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah. More about this creature for a second. Was it also irritated by the invasion of a space it considered its own? Maybe things were getting in on its territory. I think it's all of the above so far. I mean, none of the, yeah, all these boxes are being checked. That's, I wrote those words and that perspective had not occurred to me. And I'm very, I'm, I'm glad that connection was made. Holy hell. Was the disaster the result of unsafe working conditions? Again, box checked. (laughs) Yeah. Or a successful attack perpetrated by the Richmond Vampire. Ooh. Yeah. That's our guy. Mm-hmm. How about that, uh, how about that mausoleum? Was W.W. Poole the Richmond Vampire? Yes. The year 1913 was engraved on... The mausoleum, mm-hmm. but it's just like one date. Some people think because it's like one date, it was like a sign of like immortality or something. Like it's just, but like the man is not born in 1913. But this, it just says like one date. I mean, of course, you can. That's kind of weird. Google, yeah, it's just 1913. WW Pool, and his wife passed away before him, so it's got her death date, and then, but not her birth date, and then just like his name at the top. So, again, I told you kind of man from Mississippi, moved to Virginia. But was he actually a man driven from England because of his vampiric ways? I think I read a book about that once. Yeah? Yeah. About just someone being driven. It's called Bram Stokers. That's true. (laughs) Dracula. (laughs) Bram Stokers. I watched the silent film Nosferatu a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Just for fun. It was on YouTube, I think, in H. He went somewhere else. He didn't come to America, though. No, he didn't. Yeah. I was going to say in H definition. Why would I abbreviate one part, not the other part? (laughs) (laughs) It's a longer word, I say. In H definition. Yeah, in H definition. Okay. Yeah. H for horror. All right. Now, up until 2001 via the internet and its articles. Good combinations. Yep. 
It seems the Richmond vampire and the Churchill disaster, a tunnel of death, but it's, you know, if you're not being as macabre, it's the Churchill disaster. Um, Those two things weren't really connected at all, but kind of two separate tales. So, you know, one based in fact, the tunnel collapse, and one based in fantasy, maybe, potential vampire. Um, The 2007 book, um, Haunted Richmond, The Shadows of Chacot was the, yeah, Chacot? Sure. Was the first to tie the two together in print. Um, And it's been a fascinating yet horrifying union ever since. Now, we've talked about lots of things the internet has kind of spun together. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just recently, your episode on the rake making it a thing. Yeah. Um, so, again, merging. So, yeah, what kind of what kind of commonalities are linked here? Um, so I'm going to kind of make some connections here for you. Um, when the tunnel fell, fireman Ben Mosby was, in fact, engulfed by steam when the engine exploded. Yeah. Steering his flesh. Causing flaps of skin. But he managed to escape the tunnel. And well, so yes, the man is burnt. He's a twisted, burnt up guy. But when he uh, managed to escape the tunnel, um, he and well, presumably in shock. So he comes out with flaps of flesh, just like a normal, like just going for a stroll, which is horrifying. Yeah. And he, um, he was able to calmly tell those who encountered him to get a message to his wife. Hey, let my wife know. I'm probably that, not going to make it home for that, dinner. That this is this. <laughs> I will be, I will probably not be home for dinner. Yeah. And then he, well, he gave that message, you know, told him to tell, the message to his wife before trying to sprint toward the river before like people stopped him like hey man mm-hmm. I, we gotta get you somewhere yeah, I mean you're supposed to run cold water on burns I don't know if that's if your entire body's been engulfed in steam yeah it's just even right now reading it's just a lot to think about yeah that's bad I and work with a boiler that thing terrifies me it's fine. Yeah, but, but I just think about things like right, that. Just, and I'm like, right. Hmm. So then they um. So then before all that, he was taxied. Well, so after all that, um, he was taxied uh, to a hospital because that was a closest way to get into one. Um, Taxi. So, yeah, they took him. Yeah. <laughs> just, just oh, lay one down here. It's okay. Um. So they took him to. A, they took him. <laughs> the driver's like, get on in. Um. Oh, you don't want to pay for an ambulance. That's crazy. Right, yeah, we'll just pay, just pay the fare. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any money. This one's on How's me. your day going, bud? He just looks in the rearview mirror. He just says, man. <laughs> so they took him to a hospital. Um, but probably know where this went. He uh, succumbed to his injuries within 24 hours. So he spent like 24 hours... Uh, wishing he was dead. Alive, right, but just suffering. It's a bad time. Now, so that really happened. Um, and I don't know. If I mention it again, we'll get to it. But they also, there's also things that, like, because he was so blown apart, like, it fucked up his teeth. So it looked like he had jagged, like, right. 
Like he got punched in the mouth. Potentially. Like teeth just askew. Yeah, this exploded, jagged, sharp. It's like... I mean, we've talked about a lot of horrifying things that rival this. Like, same family of things, and it's always just not great. Yeah. Um, so, um, near the Hollywood Cemetery is Virginia Commonwealth University, where it seems college students went wild over the tomb of W.W. Poole. With its Egyptian and Masonic symbols. And I don't know... I'm sure I get to it, but who cares? It came to my mind right now. Like, also when, like, W.W. Poole passed away, I guess he had, like, a Masonic-type funeral. So, like, hoods and, like, stuff. stuff. Yeah, so, like, that's going to leave its mark, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so all that stuff, the Masonic symbols. There's also, like, an inscription on the thing that has worn away. Um, so all that stuff could stir rumors of the occult and maybe potentially, you know creating a legend of a vampire which lived in the cemetery. This might not even be, again, at this point, this might not be connected to the, the train incident at all. Yeah. But, like, maybe, you know, again, like, just stories you tell people. Nothing nothing was written down about this legend until the, uh, the VCU's newspaper in 1976. So, like, yeah, people are obviously talking about it before then. Uh-huh. Somebody just put pen to paper. Now, even though the tunnel is sealed off and, uh, again, off limits to everybody, um, its west end sealed off and its east end is secluded on private property surrounded by overgrown wilderness. You know, even even though it's kind of off to the side, like if you go into town, um, the entrance that's the west entrance, the the bad entrance, it's all like bricked off and there's like a plaque above it and it's just like, you know, it's cordoned off. Like you can't even go inside of it. It's just it's all walled up. But it's there to look at. You can see it. Okay. Um But even if you're not, you know, in the tunnel, it doesn't mean you're protected from its wrath. Because it's a tunnel. Uh-huh. It's under a hill. There are things on a hill. There's park. But there's also homes and a church. And at some point, um, they suffered big time because the tunnel would collapse, causing sinkholes, fucking up everything that's above it. Part of the church's wall came down. Uh And the houses, again, just get all fucked up. Those things would continue because of the tunnel's interior deficiencies. It never should have been a tunnel. Let's be honest here. Maybe Dr. Rock knew what he was talking about. Probably. He's like, hey. Oh, good. And again, even the initial rescue operations had caused additional cave-ins. And they even had, um, like, the guy cause dug through the park to get try to get to people. Or, like, it fell, and then they could go in where it collapsed to try and get... Nothing was working. Um, it cost, like, $30,000 and, like, that times hmm. money or I didn't do the inflation calculation but it was like $30,000 so like a lot of money yeah and again it's all about saving dough and we're, we're there's only people down here right and obviously um, you know they mentioned like the six black laborers that were trapped down there and they didn't really know who was who who was down there which again nice horrifying sound of the times too mm-hmm. like, uh, 
Some guys just went missing. They identified those two guys, but it's kind of up for grabs. No one knows. Right. Um, a lot of the things did mention that, like, the town, you know, people of all, you know, ethnicities came together during the disaster mm-hmm. you know, for, like, kind of pulled the community together. So that's nice to hear about. That's what disasters should do. Put aside, yeah. like, you know, like, yeah. you should do that all the time. Yeah. It's also Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also they talked about, because it's the WW, people say the WW looks like vampire fangs. Like it's just two Ws, man. Anyways. I can see where that looks like fangs. It does, though. I mean, it does. But, I mean, sure. So as WW Pool's mausoleum began gaining notoriety again with the college students, either college students or Satan worshippers, because, of course, once you establish this kind of mausoleum exists, then there's always the rumors of Satan worshippers Doing They're around. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, somebody began stealing um, Poole's body parts. That's fun. So, like, the cemetery's like, we gotta just, let's get him out of here. So they removed all the bodies. So now it's just a mausoleum with no corpses inside that's just it's there. It's fun. Like, what are you thinking when you steal human remains out of a coffin? What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, what are you gonna do you with it? You can put it anywhere. It's just thrill of the hunt. Yeah. I got some guy's head. Yeah, you're over a car. He's a vampire. Yeah. Oh, the vampire's head. Yeah. You're across the street boozing up. Let's go get the vampire bones. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And wasn't there a time people would, like, eat dead body? Again, dead man stuff, right? Well, Power of the dead and all that shit. Yeah. Corpse medicine? Yeah, that's what term I was looking for. Corpse medicine in my head was, like, dead man shit. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So the, uh, the mausoleum remains in the cemetery with its uh, Masonic symbols, of course. It's been um, vandalized and different kinds of stuff over the years. Um, but no one's remains lay with inside. It has been reported that W.W. Poole had Masonic... Yeah, I did mention it. His Masonic funeral, which may have left an impression on certain people who witnessed such a spectacle. How many people were around and saw that? I don't know. Like enough people to see, I don't know, people in cloaks or whatever the yeah, whatever right. they were doing. Like, oh, what's that? But like it's just a, this is like a bookkeeper. Like yeah. a, had a good job, jobs, raised a family, uh-huh. kept on books. Yeah, when bookkeeping could support a family, uh-huh. the, the days, you know the days. Now speaking on the cemetery, uh, cemetery that's not a word. Speaking of the cemetery, eleven thousand of the eighteen thousand enlisted men of the Confederacy remain unidentified. So like mass grave type situation. We don't know who is who. Unknown soldiers. So if you happen to visit and hear strange whispers, those may be the musing of 11,000 tormented Confederate soldiers. There's more things in the cemetery. In 1862, again, that's the Civil War times, a young girl by the name of Florence Reed died of scarlet fever. It happened. Uh It was a scourge of the era. But what makes Florence's grave remarkable is the presence of a giant statue of a Newfoundland dog. Oh. There's a Newfie there. Yeah. Or a statue of one. And I say giant because, well, the dog, I think it was made to, like, actual size of a Newfie. That's a giant dog. It's a big dog. It's a big dog. Now, again, why was this dog statue put here? Well, one legend says that Florence was a friend um, 
of his local sh- of a local shopkeeper's new fee, and then he donated the statue out of his appreciation, out of her appreciation for the dog and its connection with the girl. Okay. So, yeah, he you know bonded with the dog, put up the statue. But a more cynical reading of the story is that her father had the statue placed there so that he that it wouldn't be melted down for bullets during the Civil War. Which begs the question, why did a man have a random Newfie statue that he wanted not to be melted down into bullets? Yeah, that... Why would you own that? And how is that stopping it from being because, like, melted down? Because nobody wanted to desecrate the, the burial site of a young girl in war times. He thought that would be safe, or that's like the legend about it. Which, again, it, it, it makes you ask more questions than perhaps... Yeah, I'm not buying that at the end of it. No, but regardless, as far as hauntings go, in this cemetery, you'll also um, perhaps hear growling dog near the the, uh, the statue, mm-hmm. and the statue might even turn different directions to protect the girl or look at you if you're in the area. Again, cemetery is going to cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the cemetery goes, I also came across the idea that when locals during the time, you know, back then when someone died. They would call it going to Hollywood because, you know. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so then eventually they connected the story of poor Ben who's tortured and on fire and burnt. Whatever. I mean, so many things happening. Having a bad day. Yeah, real shitty day. Connects him with the vampire legend, so maybe the vampire came from him. But even before that people saw this creepy tomb and decided to make a whole vampire story about him and all kind of swirled together into the Richmond vampire. Cool. Yeah. So then, um, yeah. So does an ostracized vampire lurk in Richmond? Yep. Or is this story the result of two tales? One factual, one fictional being merged together by commonalities discovered during the digital age, or are they the result of a hundred years of undocumented legend? finally being transcribed again all the boxes could be checked here mm-hmm. yeah either way that is a legend of the richmond vampire cool yeah another cool vampire story i like vampires they're good mm-hmm. but listening to them describe like his jagged teeth it, yeah yeah it just like dude was not no. having a good day no it really sucked mm-hmm. for him but yeah, and a bunch of those things, some NBC.com, NBC12.com articles about the vampire, um, a deadbelt.com article, um, abandonedcountry.com about the Churchill Tunnels and stuff. Um, but yeah, just, you know, wild, wild stuff. And you can, of course, go to Richmond and see. The Hollywood Cemetery does sound like a, as far as like cemeteries to go to, like put it on the list. So there's a lot to look at there. Nice. Yeah, so it's cool. Cool destination, cool vampire, mm-hmm. horrible tragedy, because those things happen. They do. But yeah, there he is. Vampire time. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story of the Richmond vampire. If you've been to uh, the Hollywood Cemetery, you know, let, let us know how you felt about that. Um, if you know anything more about that Richmond legend, if you're from Virginia and you got stories of your own, um, for your podcast at gmail.com, patreon.com. Support us on there. Listen to Behind the Veil. It's a bonus episode of podcasting that we do after we stop doing the main show. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about 
more about the topic. We talk about Star Wars. Sometimes, yeah, we just talk about whatever. Yeah, some more musings and stuff. Yeah, and then leave us a cool review wherever you're able to leave such a review. Yep. But uh, listen to Rock Doctors. Look out for questionable tunnels. Yeah. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Yeah.